When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, so a, a little Pat's Puri from <laughs> practice. Uh, Ooh, okay. Kind of a who's who at practice today. You know, I mentioned Daryl Moose Johnston from yep. the uh, Dallas Cowboys, one of the great all-time fullbacks. And I now... I believe he's, is he like their top analyst on Fox now? Or he's, I think he may have replaced Aikman as the top Fox. No, isn't, isn't, um, uh, Greg, uh, Olson the top one. Okay. So maybe he's two. Let's see. I forget. I thought Moose got moved up a notch in terms of their, he hierarchy. might have. Um, I, I don't necessarily know which, um, broadcasting team he's on, but it looks but, like, oh no, he, uh, he's paired with Kevin Burkhart and Pam Oliver. Told you, like. Fullbacks yeah. know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Fullbacks for life. Um, another notable face on the sideline. And I don't know. Uh, you never know exactly who people are with, because I guess the Panthers probably could invite people to be their guests of these joint yep. practices. Um, but old friend who once famously said that at another joint practice in Richmond years ago that um, a Patriots backup quarterback, quote, popped on the practice field. Former former Raiders GM and known uh what was he a cracker? Mike Mayock Mike was Mayock. on the practice field today. He is a fob friend of Belichick. He's definitely a friend of Belichick. And I wonder if he's getting close to getting back into with all these media deals and everything. I wonder if he's close to getting back into the media. Um, but sense. yes, Mike Mayock was on the sideline. You had Teddy Bruski on the sideline spending some time. Cool. He was interesting to me because when they started out real, real early, the Patriots were on one field and the Panthers were on another. And Bruski watched the Panthers the whole time. His back was to the Patriots field. And then he was like chatting up the various officials. So I wasn't really sure what he was doing there. Maybe he just knows the Patriots better. And he's like, oh, I'll learn the Panthers, I guess, while I'm here. Uh, so I found that interesting. I'm pretty sure Rob Ninkovich was also on the field hanging out with Teddy Bruski. So there was a, a little bit of a who's who nature yes. to the uh, to the practice field. Uh, obviously. Actually, I shouldn't say obviously. Robert and Jonathan Kraft were on the practice field, and I saw um, their helicopters flying in. They they were a little um, I feel like they've been a little absent at times. I'm not sure I've seen Jonathan yet this summer. This was the first mm -hmm. time seeing him, and Robert was out there early, and I feel like he's been a little bit more scarce at some of these practices. Maybe he didn't. It's been hot seeing. Uh, it has been hot. You're true, and, and he's a billionaire. He shouldn't be watching. They got better things to do, right? Yeah. I have to go watch practice. They actually make me it's your job do this podcast and talk about it on the radio and write about on WEI. If I had billions of dollars in the bank, I'm not sure I would be watching practices, but yeah, the crafts were out there. Mayock was out there. Maybe he's the future GM of the Patriots. Who knows? I doubt it. Would you take him? 
Yeah, I like I personally like Mayock. Like I've I've always been a fan of his work when it came to the draft stuff. Um, when he worked for like NFL network and stuff. Uh, and I mean, I mean, ultimately Bill Belichick still has the, the final say, right? So he's just kind of working with Belichick. It's just another Casario or another Matt, uh, Grohl or Elliot Wolf or any of those Matt guys. Grow, not Grohl. Right. That's Grohl. Dave Grohl. Right. Matt sorry. Grohl. You know what I meant? Different people. Um, sorry. My apologies. Matt um, Grohl. Um, but like, it's just, it, it would, again, it, Belichick has the final say. So would he be, would he be nice to have here helping Belichick scout some talent? Sure. I'm fine with that. Yeah. My problem with Mike Mayock is simple. I don't think he can make decisions. I've hated it for years that on the NFL network, he always did a top five that often included like three guys Six tied for the seven. Spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a top five. If you don't have yeah. the balls to pick five, how am I going to ask you to pick one person with like the seventh pick in the draft? Yeah, it's and it's weird. And well, I mean, so he would help Belichick in that he does a really good job on hitting on middle round picks. Belichick needs to tell him, I don't want any of your help with first and second round because this is a guy who drafted Cleveland Furl in the first round, but also found Max Crosby in the fourth round. So again, some give and some take. Like Belichick, like you miss on the cornerback Joan Williams, but you nail like a JC Jackson undrafted or whatever, yep, right? Exactly. As they always say in New England, it's not how you got here, it's what you do once you get here, right? If you get mm -hmm. end up with enough good players, then you're a good team. Now, a semi-serious note that I wanted to bring up, because it's like tangentially a Patriots story. It's a football okay. story. Um, really sad story out of Texas where there was a shooting oh, yeah. at a nine and under football game that involves the Talib family to some degree. Um, there's various reports. His brother has turned himself in. I think it's Yasib or Yaqib. Yaqib. Um, I know it's spelled Y-A-Q-U-B. Yeah. He's turned himself in and has been charged with firing and killing an assistant coach on another team. Um, there's various reports out there that Akib was sort of not firing the gun involved, but maybe kind of escalated the situation, started the fight, chased down a ref, and threatened to beat the ref up. Different. It's just, I, I get a reputation because, you know, I've been critical of refs at the youth level. I've never threatened one. In fact, I've never followed one. I've never taken a step toward one. I just think they're worthy of criticism from afar. But the, the idea that, A, there is a gun at a youth football game and that the gun is then discharged over some, it sounds like there was some dispute over a nine-year-old football hit. game. And yeah. And, and they, the refs actually ended the game six minutes early because it was reaching a level where clearly there was animosity yep. between everyone. And then maybe the, the, the victim, I guess one story, the victim was getting a football. It, it was kicked into the other. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's a fracas and people are defending themselves. Women were involved, all kinds of stuff. Just a really, really sad story. And I, you know, one of the quotes I read from somebody who was there was like, like, this is where they're supposed to have fun and be safe and get yeah. away from fights and streets and gang and violence. And, and now you got not only a kid that goes home without a father, like a team that lost a coat. Like, can you imagine the, the sort of tr we talk about trauma, like in this day and age and mental health, like these nine year old kids just saw their coach shot in front of them on the football field. Like, I can't even believe it. And it's, it, it's unfortunate that a former player, NFL player is involved on any level, some level. I will say, though, Akeem Tlaib's had a checkered history and this is the danger. And we've seen this the last couple of weeks in a few different ways. Um, Marshawn Lynch arrested on a, uh, a DUI or whatever. And, you know, was these guys have a certain reputation and it seems like the networks have embraced an edgier color commentator an edgier yep. bringing that. Well, you know, the old saying, like you, you, you lie with dogs, you get fleas kind of thing. Like 
you can't ignore their pasts and their connections and the lifestyle that they've led or lead or however it is. So I think it's an interesting sort of outside the direct football world NFL story and and really unfortunate with the, the Tlaib situation. Yeah. I mean, you and I are no stranger to yelling at referees. Like we get that, we get that aspect of it, but when you come to, uh, I mean, why are we coming to children's games with loaded weapons? Like what it's, it's just, it's sad. It's depressing. It's sad. Everybody's like, well, it's Texas. Everybody has a weapon. They're like, no, that's not, I don't really agree with that. Like leave it in the car or whatever. Like, like, and, but like, why are you pulling it out? Like, why are you even, even if you are in Texas and you have a, you know, carry license or whatever, why are you pulling it out at a child's football game? Right. It's a nine-year-old's football game. This isn't high school. This isn't This isn't anything of life and death. I don't yes. understand well, why you're bringing that into it. it. It shouldn't be anything of life and death. Unfortunately, it yeah. became something that was that was life and death. And yeah, like, again, you're you're right. I, I think refs should, can and should be criticized even at the high school level. The youth I level have, is a little I different. I have coached many, many a soccer teams, and I have yelled at many, many a refs. Many from from all over the place i have yelled at refs as a player and as a coach and as a fan but like there's a lot of any kind of violence is just well i'll give you an example i I yelled at a horrific high school lacrosse ref last year he was terrible i yelled at him yelled at him yelled at him so the game ends and i go to the bathroom and who just happens to be at the urinal right next to me but this terrible high school ref and we had the nicest conversation like i would never think of bringing you suck you cost us the game like you yeah i was just like yeah this weather is much better than the weather last week like just had like a small talk stupid conversation because like the game was over like there's no i i I don't know i don't really understand how people cross the line like and maybe some people think i cross lines with what i say like i don't really believe that but certainly taking it post game or threatening somebody or certainly violence or anything beyond that and i just it's it's a sad state of the world and it creates it creates i think problems for parents and kids who want to play and like now like are there parents that are like wow i don't know if i want my kid playing that sport or that area like uh, it just it's sad because i do think sports should be everybody should play sports i'm a big believer everybody should play sports it should be a place welcoming to everyone and Unfortunately, it isn't. But uh, anything else you got left in your Pat's Paris segment of the week before we wrap up this latest Six Rings pod? Uh, no, I think that does it for me, Mr. Andy Hart. Okay, let's end on a high, though, and let's just recap okay. real quick the first segment. Awesome freaking practice. Gillette Stadium. Panthers, Patriots today. Patriots were dominant on defense. The front was dominant. Christian Barmore, I continue to believe, is a developing star. Developing star for the New England Patriots. I think... The, it's a cliche. Sky's the limit. I'm interested to Love see to where this it. guy can go. But the whole front, Judon, Wise, Barmore, Godchow, Uche, everybody was making plays dominant. Jalen Mills had a big day. And then offensively, I thought there were some good things. I thought the, the offense is work in progress, but showing progress, baby steps. I thought Mac Jones, you know, I heard Giardi say it on our station. He said Mac Jones had his best day of the summer. I can't disagree. It may have been Mac Jones's best day of the summer. There's still plenty of room for me to see more in it to be better with the line and with him and everything. Mm-hmm. And the one last thing I need to see get going, and this may be the line, is get the running game going. I'd like to see a few more holes opened up because I think we all are intrigued or excited about Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. And like, Very much so. They need the opportunity to show their skills, and to get that opportunity, it revolves around the guys up front. A, knowing what they're doing, and B, 
doing it properly and blocking it. But all in all, first day of joint practices with the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule's team was a uh, resounding success for Bill Belichick's team, the New England Patriots. They passed their first test. They will have another test on Wednesday at Gillette Stadium, another joint practice. We'll see if it's as competitive, as physical, hopefully not as feisty, hopefully no fights that lead to, what's the total, five players being ejected from the practice field. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but hopefully the Patriots continue to stack days together, as Bill Belichick likes to say, both offensively and defensively. And when they're out there, we're out there with eyes on the practice field, six rings and football things. If you want to get in touch with what we see, you can follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. Shoot us an email if you have a question, if you hate Shime, if you love Shime, if you hate me, if you love me. Soon Fitzy may be back so you can interact with him. It's at Six Rings Pod at gmail.com. And as always, please download the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please tell a friend, rate, review. Download the Odyssey app. It's the easiest way to get it, but you can also obviously get it with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your various outlets. We appreciate you listening, and we hope we uh, keep the momentum rolling, not just for the Patriots, but for Six Rings Pod right into the season and the second preseason game on Friday night. For Chris, Shime Time Shime, I'm Andy Hart. This is another Six Rings Pod in the books. See ya. Peace out.